Hello and welcome to another edition of the English Link podcast. Mark here with Steve. Hello there. We uh, thought today we would talk a bit about our language contest, which we're running at Link, and which we have been running for the last, I don't know, week and a half, and uh, which we'll be running through until June 1st. And the contest is to see which language uh, we will add next to Link. Now, it's been very interesting. We had five languages there, Cantonese, Dutch, Polish, Czech, and Korean, because those were five languages that people had requested. Or were the most commonly requested. Or most commonly requested. I mean, people have asked for Arabic, but it's just technically we aren't quite yet ready to tackle a language that we can't read, and it goes from right to left, and there might be a few curveballs there, but we will eventually, hopefully, do Arabic and Hindi and so forth. Uh, but it's interesting that Cantonese is in first place right now, mm-hmm. which is quite surprising. Yeah, it is. Although you know, it, it was fairly commonly requested. A lot of we did get a lot of emails asking us, well, you know, when are you going to add Cantonese? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if that's why it's in that the top five list, mm-hmm. and you think it maybe it wouldn't be, but uh, at least the languages people request, it's it's up there in our list. A lot of people asking for Thai as mm-hmm. well. Thai is quite popular. Korean has been popular. Uh, oh, yeah. Polish has been popular. I'm kind of keen to learn Czech. It's in last place, I think, right now. <laughs> well, you don't be afraid to try and get the vote out. Right. Go find some Czech learners forums. I and, know. Uh, I mean, it's amazing how many, people, vote. how many people are learning different languages around the world. I have the feeling that there's more interest and enthusiasm in language learning now than, uh, you know, 10 years ago. And I, I think the Internet is, is a big reason. People are just keen to... To learn languages, and there are some great resources, and, but as people say, there aren't good places to find audio and text. And I think one of the reason, one of the reasons why people want, say, Cantonese at our site is that they're hoping to find lots of content. But of course, we want them to find us content. We can't start a language if people don't contribute. But, but I think one of the things that Link does is it, it's a place where people can come and and create content or find content and collect it. So that everybody share it, it, obviously. Share I mean, it, that's yeah. why we say sh- yeah. we're, we're sharing, and you're sharing with others. So your efforts, you can share with others, and then you can benefit for by uh, sharing their efforts as well. And you know, together it, build up that uh, library of content. Because mm. uh, as we talk about adding languages, I mean, we're reluctant to add languages because it's just more work for us. And uh, there's so many other things that we need to do, want to do. Um, well, it's the whole eighty twenty rule. I mean. You know, how many more people are going to come because we right. add, we've already got 10 languages. Yeah. I don't, I think Swedish snuck in there because uh, on the lumber side of the house, we have some, we have an employee who's in Sweden. We wanted him to learn Swedish. Otherwise, it's obviously not a major, you mm-hmm. know, there's not a lot of demand, but all the other languages we have, like uh, obviously English and Spanish and French and Portuguese and Russian and German, and I don't remember what other languages, these are all, and Italian and so forth, they're very much in demand. So, right. Uh, you know, Japanese and so forth. So now when we start to get to some of the more esoteric languages, um, we don't know how big the demand is going to be, and it will be more work. Well, it's the same work. Mm -hmm. It's the same work, but the return probably isn't there. At at the same time, Mm -hmm. uh, we do feel that our system will work well and and with all languages, and it is easy to set up, relatively easy compared to other 
types right. of 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 uh, learning systems that require uh, you know uh, dialogues and grammar rules. We don't have to write a course. Ups and courses and all kinds of yeah. overhead. Uh, our our certainly wouldn't be like that. I mean, we just no. need content. And dictionaries, you know, it's interesting. And the dictionaries, I think, typically are available for most of these languages. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting when it comes to content. Uh, you know, for for example, here in Canada, there's a lot of interest in uh, trying to revive the native languages. And so, typically, what happens is a group of people get together. First, they go to government. They get millions of dollars so that they can write a grammar book and write courses and stuff like this, all of which we feel is unnecessary. Mm -hmm. All we really need to do is to find some people who speak the language. Mm -hmm. uh, now, in the case of native language of Canada, you probably can't find grammar resources on the Internet, but any of the major languages, you Google right. Italian verbs, bingo, you've got all the mm -hmm. information you need so that the grammar resources are out there. You don't need to write a grammar book. Right. And then, then the other thing is content. And we found that uh, people will contribute... Some easy content, 30 seconds long, a podcast, just a variety of stuff. And it's interesting. Mm -hmm. And I always get a kick when I, when I hear teachers, you know, I'm on this uh, teacher forum and they're talking about, oh, I like to teach poetry and I like to teach this. And they're always imposing their content mm -hmm. on the student. Right. And, uh, and then they want to follow up and ask them questions about the symbolism and the poetry and mm -hmm. all this other stuff. Uh, but we don't do that. You like no. poetry? Load up poetry. Right. If you don't, don't. Yeah. And if you read the poetry and you're not interested in the symbolism and you just like the sound, that's great. Nobody's going to ask you questions on it, mm -hmm. which uh, some of you may know is kind of our approach to, to language learning. But it's interesting on this um, poll or on this uh, contest, uh, the comments that we're getting... A, it's interesting that Cantonese and Korean are so far. Uh, Korean doesn't surprise me. In front, yeah. But the numbers of people that are voting, and obviously, there, and I know the Cantonese for sure was posted on some Cantonese uh, learner forums, mm -hmm. and so you know, here, hey, hey, let's vote um, vote Cantonese up so that it gets added to links, so mm -hmm. we have a place to go learn Cantonese, and and that obviously is effective. And mm -hmm. I think uh, obviously they, I mean, for free. Korean to have that many votes, someone there has also put it out to get their friends voting mm -hmm. in places where Korean learners or Korean, I guess, potential Korean content mm -hmm. providers or tutors gather mm -hmm. um, to get that number of people out voting. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I, I, all I can say to those of you who are supporters of Dutch and uh, Polish and mm -hmm. Czech, you got to find similar locations uh, to get the word out because that's just the nature of the... Uh, but Internet. You know, but you know, it is interesting. Like, if you took a course in something, you would know 20 people in your class. Mm -hmm. Now with the Internet, uh, people are reaching out across the world to people and saying, let's get behind getting Cantonese launched on this language learning site mm -hmm. so that they're involved in actually helping make uh, a course of study available. Mm -hmm. uh, I was looking at our forum today. Uh, one of the new members who who was studying one of our new sort of introductory lessons, you know, where they can get the free, free uh, discussion, everything else. And they had a problem. They said, I did this and this happened. What do I do now? Please help. Like three people mm -hmm. are on there very quickly. So you've got this community of learners helping you when you run into a problem mm -hmm. uh, in a classroom. Yeah. You could ask the person beside you. Right. 
But here you can ask the world. Well, plus, if you're not in your class and you're doing your homework, and right. who do you ask? It's, it's extraordinary. I, and now that I have my iPod Touch, I'm just in seventh heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's it's amazing that that I can just carry my little flashcards around with me and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, take advantage of dead time waiting for my wife at the mm-hmm. airport the other day. And I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there working with my flashcards. I got into trouble because she walked through, <laughs> you know, where all the passengers come out, and I was making a point of you know looking up every thirty seconds just so I wouldn't miss her. Thirty seconds or so, <laughs> I guess. Obviously, anyway, I, I thought I saw everybody walking out. But I missed her. And so she walked through and she's wandering around. She doesn't see me. By the time she found me, 15 minutes later, she was mad. And I'm still hearing about it. <laughs> because, and I know you're just like eagle-eyed there watching. Just hanging on the rail. Oh, I guess I should do my flashcards. Oh, I, I'm sure you saw her the second time before she saw you. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> she came up on you as you were ha- happily flashcarding. I tell you, I haven't. I've always said, uh, you know, flashcarding no more than five percent of the time. Uh, uh, much more into sort of listening and reading has mm-hmm. always been my what I have said. But the new uh, flashcard app on uh, on the iPod Touch, it's just addictive. Mm-hmm. So it's and and now I do it in conjunction with my lessons. And it works really effectively. So mm. I'm doing more and more flashcarding, mm-hmm. getting me into trouble at the airport. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's, that's good. Wow, well, that's good. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it is good. I, I get the feeling that, yeah, anyway, it's, yeah. Uh, but it, it's this whole new world of learning. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, and, 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 and getting back to that, the vote issue, I was going to mention that some comments on the, on the on the blog or on the forum related to the the contest have been sort of negative along the lines of you know it's no fair these guys are just getting all their friends to vote uh, uh, we should have, you know change the contest or or, or whatever mm-hmm. but the fact is they're they're getting okay there's some people that are figuring out how to vote twice that's mm-hmm. unfortunate unfortunate but uh, uh, fundamentally somebody's put the word out to a larger audience who are then chipping in and, and making it happen for them. Mm. And that's, that's the power of the internet. And that's interesting. Just uh, observing the contest. And, mm-hmm. and we, we thought it'd be a neat thing to do. And, uh, I, I thought it, I've said this so far, I've been, uh, I thought it was, uh, it's a neat, it's been a neat experience yeah. observing what yeah. the, the reaction is to the contest. And, and, uh, it's generated a lot of response. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, on the, oh, one should mention, too, that it's an absolutely spectacular day in Vancouver. Yeah. And I was driving back here, and the mountains here are covered in snow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the snow level is actually quite low on the I mountains. Know. I mean, it's unbelievable. Well, this would had, have been uh, ideal for the Olympics. And when we had the Olympics, they were trucking snow in from 100 kilometers oh, wow. away. I mean, they've had something like 200 centimeters of snow in the last two, three weeks. Like, they had 70 centimeters two nights ago. Overnight, just twenty minutes from where we are. Well, they, t- t- Annie and Kyle are both skiing today. Their friends wanted to. They phoned them up. Unreal. Let's go up. They go. Uh, I, I mean, mean we, we could be playing tennis outside. It's so warm and I sunny, know. and yet you can drive twenty minutes away and go skiing. I know. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Pretty amazing. Meanwhile, I guess around the world, what's happening? It, I think the economic news is uh, getting a little better, at least here in North America. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are a little bit uh, still somewhat apprehensive. Is, is the recovery for real? But we're seeing some better employment numbers. Um, I think the housing the housing situation in Canada has been strong. Uh, some 
modestly cautious indications in the U.S., which is important for our lumber business. Mm-hmm. I'm going off uh, tomorrow. I'm off to Sweden for a week on lumber and then probably into Germany and Austria. So any of you Swedish, German, Austrian members, uh, yeah. you should put uh, you I, should create a few meetups while you're there. And, I, uh, if I have time, yeah. Put them on your Facebook yeah. in the Facebook on the Facebook fan page, and then maybe you can uh, meet up with with Steve on his yeah. travels. You're right. But uh, then there was a coup d'état in uh, in Kyrgyzstan. Oh yeah. Right. No, I I mean I'll take your word for it. I hadn't heard that. And what else is there? Anyway, various and sundry. Oh, there's the the whole Tiger Woods soap opera. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's just the best golfer that ever was, so he'll win or come pretty close. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Uh, today, I guess he didn't do as well as he did yesterday. Oh, is that right? I I think I heard that, uh, mm. but uh, we'll see. It's uh, he usually comes on strong in the last couple of days, mm. as opposed to the first couple of days. So, uh, I mean, there's no question that uh, there's a lot of interest to see him uh, mm-hmm. back but- golfing. But I guess for for most of the world, the big issue is going to be the uh, World Cup of Soccer in South Africa. When do they start? Yeah, uh, I don't know. In the summer, in, in the summer, sometime. Yeah. It would be interesting to see an African team win. You know, it's always been either the Europeans or the the South Americans, mm-hmm. and uh, it's in Africa, right? And they have some strong teams. Uh, yeah, I can't remember Nigeria or Senegal or whoever. South Africa. Uh, I mean, it's fun. It's fun. I, I I must confess to all the soccer aficionados out there. I don't watch a lot of soccer, but I always do watch the World Cup. Uh, I guess the format and the fact that the different countries are playing each other. It's it's exciting. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm looking forward to it whenever it uh, whenever it starts. I'm sure mm-hmm. we'll we'll have lots of warning. I think it's in June, middle middle of June. Yeah, I, I hope too that uh, you know the, the World Cup has moved around. They had it in. Korea and Japan, mm-hmm. and that was, I think, very successful. Yeah, and well organized. And uh, it was interesting too that um, the Japanese fans were very, very sportsmanlike. They, you know, they applauded for all the different right. teams. Uh, I'm not sure that that sort of even-handed sportsmanship is that widespread in the world. No, most places they just cheer for their own. Right. Um, but, uh, so they've had it out there. They had it, they've had it in, Me- no, where, they had it in Brazil. They had, no, they haven't had the World Cup in Brazil. They had it in Mexico. They ha- that they was the one Mex- year Canada went. Okay, they had it in Mexico. So it's nice to have it in Africa. Yeah. Um, I mean, they tend to move it around. They had it in the U.S. That's true. Yeah, they had it in the U.S. And then, obviously, in Europe. I don't remember it being in, uh, South America. Do you? Maybe not. Have they not had it down in Argentina, sure Brazil? They must have. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it is amazing how the world has changed. It's phenomenal. I love it. Like, I remember when I was uh, quite young seeing pictures of the Japanese bullet train. Mm-hmm. I think, like, wow, you know, here's this. I imagine Japan, this country, like when I was whatever. Right. 50, this country, all rice paddies and stuff. Yeah. And they've got this high tech train. Right. The next thing you know, you've got Japanese cars showing up. Right. In the North American market, which was, a, again, amazing. Wow, they make cars out there. And I was reading the paper today, and apparently one of the leading countries in the world for sort of high-speed train technology is China. Mm-hmm. And China is now talking to the U.S. about providing trains and the technology. And apparently their engineering and their technology is right at the very, mm-hmm. you know, cutting edge. Hmm. So all of this, all of those different development and new technologies mm-hmm. and new ideas, a lot of which has tended to come from uh, the U.S. or Europe, 
I think increasingly is going to come from other places, mm-hmm. uh, which is exciting. I mean, they just, you know, we've got so many issues that need to be addressed, whether mm-hmm. it be energy conservation or health and medicine mm-hmm. and, and so forth, technology. So mm-hmm. uh, if we end up uh, with many centers of this innovation happening, it, mm-hmm. it's quite exciting. So mm-hmm. I thought that was quite exciting to see those pictures of those uh, Chinese high-speed trains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess that would be a place where uh, they got a lot of people. They to got move a lot around. of people to move around. <laughs> High speed trains make a lot of sense. I mean, yeah, that is. I a, mean, a, here, yeah. uh, Canada, no. Canada, no. Like no. there, trains. Nobody travels by train. No, at all. No, I mean that sh- the Chinese should be good at that. They should be because they've got such a tremendous number of, of, yeah. of people. And, and yeah. I read, I heard on the radio that there are a hundred and twenty cities in China with more than a million people. No. 120 cities with more than a million people. Okay. Connect them all with high-speed trains to start with. Well, and they're not that far apart either. Like here, you know, there's a million people in Calgary, but uh, that'd be quite the uh, undertaking to put a high-speed train in from here to Calgary. It's uh, whatever it is, a thousand kilometers or whatever it is. Oh, it's more, and it's across the Rockies. Across the Rockies. That's the the next closest city. (laughs) But the Chinese... They're talking first initially, of course, they're building a connection between Beijing and Shanghai, which is all flat. Right. Okay. And there's a lot of, like, whatever, 300 million people. You know, there's lots. (laughs) No no shortage. So then they're going to go from Shanghai, presumably, to Guangzhou. But then they're talking about building a high-speed train from Beijing to Moscow. Hmm. And also to high-speed connection from Shanghai through Burma or Myanmar or whatever it's called, right down to Singapore. Hmm. I mean, why not? You know, I mean, if they have the technology and there's well, certainly the, thing the population is that, there, uh, it, it would prevent you from doing that. And I don't know how long the high-speed train will take from Beijing to Moscow. But if yeah, you can there's fly not much there, population between yes, you know, I mean, if 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 it's gonna, it can't can't make be, economic can't make sense. economic sense. No, but it's almost becomes a political much, thing that right. the Chinese government wants to do. You know, now that it has this technology, it right. wants to sort of demonstrated yeah. kind like of how thing. long would it take you have no idea uh, well i don't know it must take forever but <laughs> the point is that there's no traffic in between right i mean even in japan the high-speed train goes in the areas that are or at least initially was only the you know high areas traffic high, traffic, high right. population yeah. you go travel an hour in nagoya you travel right. another hour it's yeah. something else and an hour is a good time but once you're five hours on the train if you can get there five if you were left, once you left Beijing yeah. and you hit Mongolia yeah. until you hit, I don't know, Irkutsk, right. it's a long way. That's what I mean. Like if, let's say, one hour, two hours even on the high-speed train, that's yeah. better than flying. But once you're three, four, uh, five, eight, I think ten, you'd be 20 hours on 20 the hours on, what's the point? Yeah, you may as well fly. Get in a plane. It can't I be know. much cheaper. No. Those, uh, those high-speed trains, I mean, they, they're still not cheap. They're not cheap in Japan to go to ride the high no, speed train. No, they're not cheaper. It can't be cheaper. Well, and the cheap or the relative cost is going to depend on the cost of building the thing That's and, right. and the traffic. Yeah. And so the now maybe possibly. in China they you, they won't make you pay the cost. That someone's That's gonna right. Eat it, the government's right? going to yeah. But uh, anyway, anyway, that's probably long enough. That's yeah. uh, long enough for most people to finish their workout or uh, finish the dishes. So yeah. we'll uh, we'll finish off with that, and uh, we'll pick it up again next time. Okay. Bye for now.